Hello everybody and welcome to the Girl You Need podcast. My name is MJ Bunter and the Girl You Need podcast is a podcast voicing all the things that women and sometimes men need to hear be said. I focus on self-esteem specifically, confidence, inner happiness, body confidence and just helping other people feel comfortable being themselves. Um, I think we all need a bit of a self-esteem boost these days because the world is a perfectionist society. Um, So I'm super, super excited to be telling you about this guest. She, I can't even believe she came on the podcast. I think she is absolutely amazing. Um, Her name is Lydia. She, I've been following her for a long, long time. She's selflovelydia on Instagram. She is a self-empowering, healing trauma, self-love coach. Um, She's just an absolute powerhouse. I learned so much from this podcast. And actually, when I did this episode, I was feeling crap. Um, I just started a new job and I just moved house and my head was all over the place. And I come off the podcast and I was like, oh my God, wow, she is amazing. She was literally giving me confidence down the bloody video it was amazing so I hope you get as much out of this as I did because she honestly is an amazing woman um so let's get into the uh, let's get sorry into the episode this is Lydia McCartney um so thank you so much for coming on my podcast and I've wanted I've wanted to say for ages how amazing you look your hair by the way it's so good I do love my hair it's so good I know I mean at the minute it's like a little bit tussled because it was just like dried this morning but you know when you just do something and you think like oh this is like statement power the haircut was just like as soon as it happened I was like oh I'm a fucking powerhouse <laughs> and I've just been walking around this bob ever since like oh look at me I feel so sexy and liberated I love it as well like because I followed you for a while on Instagram and when you see people the journey and like how I've seen you and like you now like when I say you look fierce like I'm honestly saying like you look amazing like proper oozing sex appeal like yeah it was weird someone said that to me the other day they were like you know you're just like the epitome of embodying sexuality and I was like am I? I was like, is that what comes across to people? Because that's quite interesting. And they were like, yeah, just like your whole energy, the way you like dance around and you just don't care. And um, the way you just go against the grain and you just like cut your head off. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. It could be perceived as that. But I just think no matter what I do, I always just try and I guess just use self-love as like the underlying reason why I do a lot of things. But it's also so strange because so many people have said, I say like, oh my God, I followed you when you were in a PT and the journey you've been on. And that gives me like such a warm feeling to think, oh, there's so many people who've like watched my evolution. And I'm like, I wonder what that looks like to be on the other side of the screen watching yeah. the journey. Yeah. Because when you go through the journey, it's your journey, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's amazing that you share it on Instagram because people like become attached to you as a person. Yeah. through that's why like obviously Instagram has negatives and positives but one of the positives is when you follow people who are like as healthy to watch as you are 
and you watch that journey you become attached to you as a person you probably don't know all of these people and they mm. they know you inside and out and they're yeah. like attached to you and they say wow you look amazing and you don't even know what they look like I know it's the, I know you used to always think that when I was a personal trainer and like you'd message people and then you'd meet them in the flesh and I'd be like oh yeah it's like when we get on Zooms, like me and you have spoken back and forth and like being like little Instagram pals supporting each other. But then actually to like get on a Zoom and feel your energy and see your face is like completely different. But it is really nice. And like sometimes I'll be like out and this like weirds me out a little bit. Like I'm still not used to it. And like, you know, I've been doing client sessions in cafes and the fucking chef has come off the back and being like, you're that self-love aren't you? And I'll be sitting there like gob full of food and I'll be like, yeah and she'd be like oh my god I just want to say that when you've done this and I'm so sorry about the last year nine and I just think you're amazing and I like that's happened a few times and I'm like well yeah I go dead embarrassed I'm like well that's a little bit uncomfortable it's so nice but I just think it reminds me that because when I'm on my platform I think because I'm not fake at all Mm. and I just be so authentic I just forget that there's people out there watching in a way yeah does that make sense I just forget that and I know I'm like oh yeah there, there actually is like so many people watching and tuning into the things that I do yeah it's almost like your vent it's just like part of your habit to press record and say and forget that actually yeah. that's out to thousands of people who watch it it's amazing yeah and it is amazing and I think the reason for me it feels like so organic with how I show up is because I don't plan anything even like content like I don't plan it like I've been told by business coaches before and you know plan your content and do this and write your captions out and I'm very much guided by intuition so if I'm going through a difficult time when I just don't want to show up you'll notice I pull away from Instagram because I don't have anything that I want to share and I'm not the type of person who can falsely put something out if I'm in bed not feeling myself I wouldn't dare to dream of it, record the video and put it out and pretend like I'm doing things. And I think also, like, when I shared that process of grief, I was like, it's actually just quite therapeutic sometimes to just, like, talk. Yeah. But then it's, like, moments like that where I realise, oh, shit, there's people watching and listening. So when I'm just talking about grief, there's, like, thousands of people that are watching my experience of grief. And sometimes I just forget that. Because I'm just so like, oh, I'll just go up today. And but you know what? But I think that's part of the reason why I am where I am as a coach for that reason. Yeah. And I think you have the confidence and you feel comfortable being vulnerable to people that it gives people something to relate to with things that we never talk about. Yeah, you know? I just think you've got to be vulnerable. Yeah. I just think you've got to. And also my reason for being a self-love coach is quite like, deep like I I want to connect with with self-love and part of that is sharing the difficulties like it doesn't feel enough for me to go oh I'm a self-love coach and I'm just going to share the good things like I don't feel forced to do it it's like I want to do it like I, I feel like when I'm in a situation where I'm strong enough where I I want to put that out what I want to put out like they're my boundaries reason I agree with that but the the underlying reason is it's not for followers it's not for it's not even for one-on-one clients it's nothing it's purely because you know we're so disempowered as women and we are so just beat down constantly the way we're conditioned to be and like constantly the things that we worry about and I feel like it's part of my duty bigger it's part of my purpose to be like 
I'm going to show you when I'm grieving. I'm going to show you when, you know, I'm having a moment and I've got all these limited beliefs coming up as a coach. I'm going to talk to you when I'm in my dressing gown and I look a show and I've just woke up because I don't care. Like, yeah. I literally don't care because I spent so long caring. So if I don't care, why would I care about the opinion of people on the internet? I don't. Love it. I am on, on, honestly, like, I'm going to tell everyone, at Lydia, what's your Instagram? I need to say this I, now. At selflove.lydia. At selflove.lydia. If you don't follow, you need to follow because, honestly, yeah. amazing. Like, amazing. So self-love coach, not a lot of people will know what that is. I'm booking in with you before we started recording. I know, but... Oh, I know, we had a mini session. <laughs> yeah. I've had my consultation. I'm getting booked <laughs> on. You fall at the moment, but I'm on the way. <laughs> By the way, you list, yeah. <laughs> what is, like, what is a self-love coach? Like, what, how do you help people? What do you do? So, okay, so me, I feel like I am much deeper than your stereotypical self-love coach um and actually for me what I do is I heal I help women heal from experiences they've had that have made them feel disempowered and the energy and the underlying currents of everything I do always comes back to self-love so you know I help women heal trauma I help with body issues I help with just general self-love because it's different for every person as well so what I'm very strongly guided by is intuition and I think because I use my intuition, but I also I'm obsessed with like learning and studying and, you know, studying about the bigger issues and why they're relevant. It's like a beautiful blend of this academic knowledge and literature that I'm like constantly reading about blended with like the intuition and the spiritual guidance that comes into play. And I just go to I just have this perspective and this ability to look at things with that with that extra layer of depth I just have this ability to get in and get raw with women Mm. and I think part and parcel of that is because what we've just spoke about this that people see me being raw and see me being so open it's like they develop this level of trust just by watching me on Instagram and it can be anything to do with self-love that you could work with me for and it always comes back to how can we empower what can we do to you know make you feel it's not about searching for who you it's not about thinking okay so when I get to this moment or you know this is what I need to be to be this woman I dream about what I desire it's about coming back into the now and thinking how can you be here now how can you embody here now how can you be empowered now um because my big thing is that you're enough right now as you are like and even though we go through the transformational process a part of that is the transformational process is going deep so a lot of my clients, I just released a podcast episode on a client of mine who we work towards trauma healing. And she said, my life is completely different, but nothing's changed. And that's the whole ethos of my, my coaching. It doesn't take big, massive changes in the external world. It takes actually you to just be grounded in yourself and go, you know what? Like, yet I'm messy, yet I'm complex, yet I've experienced trauma or grief or whatever it is. Yet I've had people cheat on me in the past but I'm going to fucking take control now and I'm going to choose me because I'm enough right now in this moment. And that's essentially the energy that we work around in sessions. It's amazing. I absolutely can't wait to do one myself because I just feel like self-love, it is out there and it's like a, 
it's like a movement and you see it a lot on Instagram and like you say it, it some of it is quite surface level and I think it is like positive quotes do this mm. do this do this do this but you know to to work with somebody who does go on that deeper level because I do think it's so deep like really? oh my god it's so deep and it, it's it, it's not just wave of my there is no magic wand where you can just say read five positive quotes a day and you're going to be okay like I think what you just said to me makes a lot of sense to me which I've not even thought of before but healing yeah that's exactly what it is healing and it's not about you know it's not just as simple as sitting there and visualizing the heart chakra and opening it up and calling in this self-love and embodying it and it's not as simple as if you've got like deep wounds that are caused by somebody to sit there and go you know I choose love I forgive it's it's that may come in in little sprinkles, but however, for me, it's about, okay, let's go back, let's get raw, get, let's get uncomfortable, let's re-trigger all of that hurt, and I'm here to support you every single step of the way. And I think that's part of, for me, is where the empowerment comes from, because actually it's so much deeper. So it's like, you know, I see self-love coaches talk about boundaries, and I talk about boundaries, but in my programme, it's about the fifth week in, and by the time we get to the relationship module, we've had a whole host of realizations and then you go, you know what, Lydia, I've never, I don't even know what a boundary is. I don't even know how to set one. And actually I haven't got the self-worth to set one. And I go, exactly. So you see people talk about setting boundaries on Instagram and then you try to do that. Well, you, the deeper reason, the deeper root of it is you have no sense of self-worth to set that boundary because you don't feel like you're good enough to choose yourself. You don't feel like you're worthy enough of doing that. So it's always about for me going deep. And that's why I said to you at the beginning of this, you were like about crying. And I say, it's like a running joke now, oh, prepare to cry with me because you will, because yeah. we're going to go to those places. And it's uncomfortable, but it's. I think it's why I get the results that I do get working with yeah. women. And it's, I think it's so sad that so many of us are feeling and going around feeling so insecure and low self-worth. And, you know, we've got all these historical traumas that we've not had any guidance on how to deal with. And one of the biggest ones, which I wanted to talk about was body image, which is like so big. And I know that Mm -hmm. self-acceptance is part of healing like how you look physically for self-esteem but I know you relate to body image and you are an amazing model of like body positivity and stuff but I'd just love us to go down that um story for you as to like how body image either tell your story or share with us like how body image like how do you actually heal body image if you've got a negative yeah and I think the thing is is like for me, I have issues with the body positive movement, um, issues that I openly speak about on social media. And even though I am part of the body positive movement, I also know that, you know, I'm like that little feminist friend that's popping up all the time going, that's bullshit and I don't like that. <laughs> and actually, no, that's not helping people. And I feel like sometimes it's a little bit uncomfortable to do that. But every time I do do that, I get so many messages going, oh my God, that's what we need to hear. Like, yes, thank you. And I think because for me, the body positive movement now has become it's become a trend, hasn't it? It's become like a thing and there's so many people jumping on it and talking about it. And like, okay, like you've got influencers sharing these like certain angles of their bodies and sharing things that you would not necessarily see. 
But I think for me, it's like understanding the bigger issues. So actually, women's bodies were used as a tool of disempowerment. So what happened in, if you go back to like the 70s, when the feminist revolution came about, when women were getting sexually liberated and, you know, we were pushing for empowerment and we were pushing for equal rights, what happened is it started to take momentum. And as we became more liberated, what the patriarchal structures realised is, shit, women are getting a voice and actually everything that as women have been in terms of being at home and being submissive to males and not having a voice and not having power, that all started to shift. So what happened is this, I, this myth was created and it's called the beauty myth. And essentially what it was is the patriarchal structures created this idea of beauty because they knew that the one thing they could use to disempower women was their body and these ideals of beauty and this came about the same time as like porn became really big and you've got all of these issues coming to the surface for women and it was like okay let's let's keep them disempowered and the way we're going to do that is we're going to show them that this is what the standard of beauty looks like this is what they have to adhere to if they want to feel enough so in so many ways we were trying to get empowerment but what actually happened is we become very disempowered because we fell into the trap and like surgery blew up in terms of boob jobs you know women wanting to get into the porn industry blew up it was massive and that's where this thing with body image came about so what I always say to, to people is actually it's okay to do the affirmations and it's okay to follow the body positive movement but for me, it's understanding the bigger issue. So if this has been something that's used against us to disempower us, it's going to take a, a lot of work to undo that, a lot. Not only within ourselves, but collectively. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. Um, and that's the type of stuff that I talk about in the podcast is like all of these issues. So people understand the context. And I've done an episode and it was like body, body rejection is control. And it's like every time you reject yourself, you're falling into the, that trap of misogyny. You're falling into that trap of patriarchal um, disempowerment. Every single time you look in the mirror and you hate yourself. But the thing is, if you ask 99% of women, they go, yeah, yeah, I don't like my body. Like, um, and the, the question for me is, where does that change? At what point yeah. does that change? Because we, did, we weren't born thinking that. So there's something that we're missing that's telling us that actually we're being purposeful. That's we're being purposefully fed this information that's creating these beliefs like open your eyes look at the wider picture and for me that's the essence of body positivity and that's the essence for me of I want women to understand that because actually if you're trying to be empowered you're actually being very disempowered in a multitude of ways and you don't realize it just because you're a woman that is crazy what you just said it makes so much sense. I knew some of that, but I didn't know it, the whole thing of that. And I just think, oh my God, like, but how do we, how do we start to, because the other th- the other side is we're, we're, all, we're feeding the beast because we're all going out and getting things done and wearing makeup every day. And, you know, so, so for me, if I went out with no makeup on and everyone else has got makeup on, you kind of feel like, I feel like, I look like a show so I'm like I'm gonna put makeup on do you know what I mean it's like it's so hard to just go fuck it this is what I look like I've got rolls my clothes don't fit because you don't make clothes to fit yeah do you know but I think I think also it's about 
So people always say this to me, and I'm like, you can go do whatever you want to do in terms of surgery. You can get your face done if you want to. You can get your boobs done, your bum done. It all comes back down to the underlying reasons why. And also it's about understanding that just because you have surgery doesn't mean it's going to fix the internal world, how you're feeling about yourself. But if you're doing something for yourself and you think, okay, if this is going to actually make me feel better, then go for it. Because there's no judgment. However, what is happening is a lot of women are going to surgery thinking it will fix the internal world. And then what happens is that you just feed into these notions of insecurity. You know, people are walking around with like facial dysmorphia, body dysmorphia. All of these treatments that people are getting is to change the way that they look because there's a trend now that is telling us that this certain look is beautiful it is the epitome of beauty you go back a few years it was the twiggy area where everyone was thin and now everybody's modifying their bums and getting really really intense surgery Mm. to look the way that's being beautiful now and I think you know if you want to go out and get dressed up every day then you do that but I think the most important thing is always like does it make you feel good if it makes you feel good yes if you was to take that away, would you be insecure? And if the answer is yes, okay, you need to do a little bit of self-love work around accepting yourself because I used to be that way. And now like no makeup on, I just feel as sexy. I feel sexy and I will embody that sense of self-love and my sensuality. If I'm sitting on the sofa in my dressing gown with a pizza, as much as I will when I'm dressed up and I've got heels on and makeup and perfume, for me, there's no difference between the two and actually the days when I'm not showing up and I'm not feeling my best self I just honor that and I'm like okay today I'm not feeling good like I've got spots on my face or whatever it is but I don't I no longer reject myself and I no longer give myself that like hatred like why have you got spots on your face like why did this happen to me I look so ugly I look so disgusting I've stopped that like I've set boundaries I'm like man I'm not gonna do that anymore because actually it's part and parcel being human yeah, but again, yeah. it feeds into this notion of being perfect all the time and being beautiful all the time, and people not find us attractive. And it's it comes back down to us every time, our intentions behind the things that we do. And I think I think a lot of women are going to learn a lot from you and still continue to learn a lot from you because even just listening to you now, I'm like, shit, that's me. Like if I go, I go to work dressed up, makeup on. And feel, I'm like, look good, feel good, whatever, whatever I'm trying to say. If I, I couldn't go to wear no makeup on and looking like a scruff, I wouldn't have the same self-worth. And I think a lot of people would relate to the fact that I you know, you'd go to work if you've got no makeup on and you'd think no one's I'm, I'm not the same person. It's mad. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like little things with my haircut, like it was such a big thing. And so many women, and this is when you begin to realise that actually these issues are a lot deeper. But we don't, because we don't think about it in this way, a lot of women don't. So me saying these things might be like the first time that they've heard it this way. But actually it's like so many women were messaging me saying, oh my God, I just love to get my hair cut short. And I was like, well, why don't you? Because this, because this, because this. And none of it was actually to do with them. It was because, oh, yeah, because long hair is nice or your boyfriend yeah. likes it or I just, I, I don't think I'd look attractive. And that's where you begin to see that these ideals that were fed, they're so small and they're so intricate to the point where women want to cut their hair short, but they won't because they think it won't make them attractive. 
And that is when you realize, wow, the power of the things that we are being conditioned to believe. So when I've cut my hair off, it's so fucking liberating because it's like, yes, I know that long, luscious locks are deemed attractive. And for many years, I fed into that and I wore extensions. Mm. And I've got to the point now where I was like, I'm so tired of doing that. So I had a choice. Do I either A, go out and continue to do that? Or B, do I just do something that makes me feel good? And cut my hair off made me feel good. And my boyfriend doesn't particularly like the haircut. He says, you know, I prefer you with longer hair. And he's like, are you going to grow it out? It's not my favourite. And I'm like, no, because I didn't do it for you. I've done it for me. And I feel incredible. And he's like, you know what? You could shave your head, Lydia, and I'd, you'd still look attractive because you're confident yeah. and how you are just so sure of yourself is actually the thing that makes you like attractive. And I think that's like something that women need to realise. If, if you want to do something, do it. Like if you want to cut your hair, do it. What's the worst thing that happens? Yeah. And actually, if someone doesn't find you attractive, then that's a them thing. That's yeah. not a you thing. I think like people are so bothered. This is a massive generalisation, but we're so bothered as a society what other people think. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think what all the things that you're saying, it's like, it's about education, isn't it? Which is what you probably, you're educating people more than us just like reading positive quotes. It's about the wider issues and understanding why we are insecure or why yeah, we have that you yeah. are you are conditioned to be insecure because your insecurity disempowers you Amazing. so you are conditioned from a very early age to ensure that when you grow up you're insecure and when you think about it that way you you're just for me that was just like yeah I was like whoa my whole life everything the way the systems work in society the way we are objectified everything the way that women are viewed actually we're pushing forward for this sense of empowerment but what's happening is it's coming further and further and further away and social media is not helping that um and I think it's it's realizing that that you're you yeah they want you to be insecure they don't want you to be powerful because actually if a woman's confident in her body I always say this what can you use to disempower her what can you use? Because women are so ashamed of their bodies. That is the one thing that any man can go to or anybody can go to that will completely shut a woman down and completely disempower her. So when she has that sense of self-connection, what she's essentially doing is turning her back on everything that she's being taught to believe and turning her back on how the world wants her to be. And she's going, you know what? I choose myself. So it's like now if someone come up to me and said to my face, you're fat, I'd be like, I'm not, but okay. And people have called me fat in the past. And I'm just like, it really doesn't bother me. Like, because I know that I'm not. Like, and even if I was a little bit overweight or I put weight on, I don't care because I love my body. So what what are you going to come up with with now? Like, how are you going to try and disempower me? What else have you got to use against me? And the the likelihood is there's nothing else they can use against us. You are so empowering. Like, I'm not even sat in the same room as you, and the energy I am getting off you is unreal. Honest to God, girl, you are, like, on fire. I'm not even joking. People are going to listen to this and feel it. Like, you give out, like, a full-on empowering female aura. It's amazing. 
Thank you. But this is the type of stuff that like I've always envisioned myself writing a book and I've always I've like I'm, I know I'm going to write a book and I've always envisioned myself doing a TED talk. And sometimes I used to think like oh, book and self-love, like what was the writer box? I feel like it's a little bit woo-woo. And then I realized like this, like this is the type of stuff that I think I'm going to write a book on, but I think, and like, I'm going to do talks about, but I think I'm going to incorporate like the essence of self-love into it as well, because I really feel like it's something that we need to understand. And I think when you do understand, it shifts everything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you because, so sexuality Obviously, you're mm-hmm. like using sex appeal. I don't, can't remember if I said that before or on the yeah, podcast. So if I'm saying it again on the podcast, I'm like using sex appeal. But um, how does that like link? I don't understand this actually, how like being feminine, using sex appeal, how that links to your self-worth. Because I just think it comes back down to, so a lot of it again is linked to the wider beliefs. So I think the wider beliefs for women are, you know, if you look at the, the the themes in porn, and I've actually got a highlight on my Instagram where I done a research, like a mini, I was in lockdown and I done like a little mini research thing on porn, on Pornhub, and the themes for women were just like so disempowering. And you know, if you look at the things on social media again, very disempowering. And I think what what we feel what we feel is that we have to look a certain way for us to be worthy of empowerment sexual empowerment and because we're not taught about female pleasure yeah I've just done a sex seminar and you know we spoke about these things and some of the women on there were like I've never even heard the things that you're saying and like I've never known about this and it's because we're not educated because what what happens is we live in a patriarchal world where we're taught about things from a male perspective so if you think back to sex education it was very much like women it's all linked to pain periods and birth and all this and there's a lot of shame and stigma around natural processes like the period or our bodies changing or um there's even a lot of shame around men giving women oral sex like the shame around how our bodies look the shame around how our bits look the shame around everything to do with our bodies and it comes from all these little areas yeah it's so subtle in many ways that you don't really notice the massive impact it's having Mm. so what eventually happens over time is you get to the point where you don't feel like you're worthy enough in your body because there's some element of shame associated to your body Mm. so whether that's about your actual bits or whether that's about your body or whether that's about how many partners you've got or whether that's about your period or whatever it is there's always some elements of shame so what happens is that sexual that sense of sexuality and that pleasure comes away from sex for women and you know I speak to so many women and they go yeah yeah I have one night stands and I don't really get pleasure from them or like you know I have to fake orgasms or I can't I, I, I don't do any self-pleasure because I feel ashamed about it because I, I would I never done it when I was growing up and I'm like you don't it's like we don't feel worthy of having pleasure it's like we don't feel worthy to speak up and be like you know what yeah I want to orgasm I do and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get one or I'm going to ask my partner to give me one or I'm going to instigate the sex so I get my needs met because we feel like we can't speak our needs and it's always comes back to this unspoken silent thing that the shame around sex for women even sexually liberated women the shame around it 
So no matter what end of the spectrum you're on, there's always some element where it makes you question or retreat into yourself. And if you ask a male, I doubt it's as impactful as that for a male. The only thing they have to worry about is like how good they are in bed. And we feed into that because we fake it a lot of the time. So it's like we're feeding into these these patterns that are keeping men feeling good about sex and keeping women feeling disempowered. And also, if you take the sex element out of it and go back to the body, that many women are disconnected from the body. They don't know what pleasure actually feels like in the body. They don't know how to fully let go and enjoy being in the moment, or they don't know how to instigate sex or tap into that sexual energy because they're disconnected from their bodies. And all that the only way they view their body is if they view it negatively in the mirror or they are constantly restricting it through diets, or they are constantly being negative towards it. So they don't actually stop to feel into the body, drop into the body and experience that pleasure within the body. And I think one of the reasons why people always say to me is that you just embody that sexuality. And I'm like, I'm not even doing anything to be sexual. But I just think it's because I'm so connected to my body. It's there. It's a part of me. I, I just think... So even when I'm not being sexual, I'm sexual. That makes sense? Kind of, yeah. I think so. It's like there's so much to all of it. Like I feel like your book is going to be huge. You're going to have to have one. You're going to have to have a few. I know. Imagine me with a few walks. I know. Cool. Yeah, sex is a right. loaded space. It's, do you know, it's not something that I've really... I've done a lot of reading on like self-esteem and that sort of thing, but the sex side it's not really something that I've ever really read or felt like I've wanted to go into but it's only a thing from following you that I've realized that actually there's a lot to it and you know even some of the stuff that you've just said then about like periods like you know fellas some fellas are like ew because you're on your period you know and it's like what it's it's just mind-blowing you know how we have been brought up in society yeah, it is. And it's like even we internalise that shame. So when some we get so frustrated with our bodies around our cycles and our, we don't really understand our cycles. So I think part of tapping into that sensuality is understanding your cycle. And I think it's even small things. Like I know for me, when I used to have boyfriends and I was like bloated on my periods, I'd try and hide that and I'd feel like really annoyed at my body for being bloated. Now I'll just sit there with my belly out and my boyfriend's like, oh my God, it looks like you're pregnant. And I'm like, I know. Do you want to come and rub me tell me because I've got pains? And I'll just sit there and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to, like, this is like a short, temporary 24 hour, 48 window. Like, I'm not going to reject my body or hate my body for being the way that it is. And I'm no longer going to hide it because when you hide something, you feed that monster of shame. And I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm just done with doing that. Yeah. I love that. I definitely think like sometimes I sit in work and I'm like, oh God, I'm so bloated and I'm sat there. But if maybe, maybe I should just do that, just think, fuck it, just leave it. If I've got a bloated belly, I've got a bloated belly. No one actually no. cares anyway. No. And you know, I spent so long trapped in my head back in the days where I was like massively struggling with my body image. And I would be at points where I was like nearly crying because I'd wake up and I was bloated. And actually what happens is the more stressed you are and the more you focus that energy on the fact that you're bloated, the worst it's going to get. 
because it's like energy isn't it so it's like if you're rejecting your body and you're feeling really pissed off and frustrated with your body think of the energy that's stored within it why is it going to reciprocate and then go yeah i'll just get rid of that balloon no it's not actually it's going to make life more difficult in terms of getting that relationship with it because I always say it and I because I always refer to my body as like a separate entity because it makes me see it as like a relationship and then it really makes me have respect for it um and I think I spent so long and now I think back I was like 24 to 20 28 and I just think the amount of energy you wasted looking in the mirror nearly crying that you were blustered and now I just think imagine what you could have been using that on and imagine like how how do you navigate life when you're just like it used to impact how I interacted with people I used to mention it I used to like go out my way without realizing it and I'd just like drop it into conversation and be like oh my god I'm so bloated because I was so fearful of people thinking oh god she's so fat and it's like when you think about all these things that we do you're just like why do we do that oh my god yeah I do that now I say to people yeah. now and I and a lot of my friends say the same thing and they'll go oh my God, I'm so blue to look at my belly or just ignore my belly. Or like I said to my yeah. friends the other day, she looks amazing. You look amazing. And she went, oh my God, no, like me tummy. And I was like, no, you look incredible. I'm trying to tell you that you look amazing, but we go straight to pointing out the flaws. Yeah, that's because there's no sense of self-worth or self-love or like very limited. So like one of the things I always do with my clients is like, when I used to do this with my personal training clients too and I used to say like when you get to a point when when somebody gives you a compliment like stop there like stop reflecting it rejecting it stop picking up something that's negative about yourself and just say like thank you and that was the hot one of the hardest things that they used to say to me Mm. that is so hard because automatically I want to point out something that's negative because I don't understands what they're saying about me and what's really interesting is you will notice or I do anyway so I used to do that and then when I obviously like was on my self-love journey I people would give me compliments and I'd be like oh my god I think I look cute too like thank you that's really nice and you just see people be like that like their expressions just changed and if, if it was a woman, uh, automatically you'd feel that like, oh, she's arrogant and, you know, she's up her own arse. And it made me realise that actually a lot of the time people will give us, and this doesn't apply to like close friends, but a lot of the time people will give us compliments and they don't actually mean it. Yeah. And we're so accustomed to putting ourselves down that that's actually comfortable for people. So when someone comes along and goes, oh my God, thank you. I like my outfit too. People don't know how to cope with that. People don't know how to be around somebody who is choosing to not disempower themselves. And again, doesn't that speak volumes that we don't know how to respond in those situations? Actually, you should think that the person would be like, fucking love that she just said, I'm going to do that. I love that she just agreed with me. Like, if you're giving me a compliment, why are you like taken aback if I go, well, thank you, I agree. Yeah. Is it genuine what you're saying to me or are you just saying it to me? (laughs) You're like a powerhouse, I swear to God. I'm like, honest to God, but it's so true. Like, I am learning so much. I hope everyone else that listens to is learning so much. But I'm like, you get me Someone says you look nice, I'm going to say, oh my God, thanks. Like, yeah, love it. But you're so right in what you say. Like, you, some people are just like, mm, I didn't actually mean it. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's like all these little small moments that if you do want to connect to self-love, I always say to people like you have to bring your behaviors into the consciousness and actually set boundaries with yourself. So if you want to connect to self-love, but then you're doing all this BS, that's a contradiction. You're never going to get there. And the person who needs to start shifting the BS is you. So if you're there journaling every day about how to connect to self-love and then someone gives you a compliment and you automatically put yourself down, you're not matching or reciprocating the energy of self-love and actually you're disempowering yourself, you're not choosing yourself and you're not setting boundaries with yourself. So what do you expect? What do you want? Do you want to stay in the cycle that you're constantly in, feeling the way you constantly feel? And how can you expect things to change if you don't even do the small behaviours that are required to begin to feel like you're worthy of enough of self-love. And often when I say that to people, they go, oh my God, because yeah, I do do that. I really want to connect to self-love mm-hmm. and I put myself down so much or I'll agree with somebody if they say something about me or I'll put myself down. Like we've just said, if someone gives me a compliment and I'm like, oh, a woman with self-love would not do that. She would, someone with self-love wouldn't do that. So why do you do it? You're like so sassy. I love it. I love just it. like straightforward talking, yeah. I guess. And it's, I just think it's what people need to hear, though. Yeah, I just can't be asked with like the bullshit of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want to, I just have to come from it from this like really honest place because even when I have, <laughs> even in the divine, like we had a session in the last round, and I think we were like two sessions in, and we have like a group WhatsApp. So, like, I'm coaching him in the week with them. And I was like, how's everyone getting on? And then all these excuses flooded in. And I was like, oh, just you wait till we're on that call tonight because I'm going to go hell for leather with you lot. And um, we got on the call and I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to hear the BS. And I give them like a really hard, like I wasn't obviously horrible, but I give them like this type of energy. And they were like, this is like, they were like, this is the Lydia that we needed. Like this exactly is what we needed because yeah, it is all excuses and yet like I am still self-sabotaging myself and they, they all said like if you were to come in here tonight and broach this like in a nice like oh it's okay they were like we wouldn't have cut the bullshit they were like but actually the fact that you've come in, in here and you've been honest about it and you've been really forthcoming with us like yeah we love that and we trust you and I think that's something that I say that to my clients like they've got businesses and like I've got no time and I'm like it's not good enough Mm. Not good. like I've got a business I'm doing a degree I'm doing all a million things and mm. I still make time for self-love because yeah. it's not good enough it's not good enough for any goal not just self-love any type of growth that you're trying to do it's not good enough but the reason why it's, it's definitely not good enough for self-love is because you do have time but you don't think you're important enough to allocate time to so again it links back to that sense of self-worth Essentially, what you're telling yourself is I'm not good enough to allocate 10 minutes a day. I'm not worthy enough of half an hour because the dishes are more important than me or scrolling on my phone is more important to me or, you know, giving to other people instead of giving to myself is more important. So energy flows. Like, think about the energy that you're putting out in terms of self-love because I could talk about self-love in, in terms of words for a whole host of words, but the reality is, and the ladies in the divine, once they go through it, they realise, they say to me, you used to always say it's a feeling, and I didn't understand that. And they say, now I've been through the divine and I've worked with you, I get what you mean. It's a feeling. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's an energy, it's a feeling, self-love. So it's about tuning into that all the time. And you're the only person 
in the beginning who can help you tune into that yeah it's so hard as well I think it's like it's a daily you know if you've got deep issues like you have to do that daily then you get Mm -hmm. to that feeling like for me personally what you've just said I can relate to because I've you know done things and read and I've been to therapy and I've meditated and I do get that feeling and then I think and then and then I get into old habits and it gets put off and then I'm like two months later I'm putting myself down again I'm in self-sabotage I'm eating shit I'm not looking after myself as you describe it the bullshit comes and then I'm like oh I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow and you're back to square one yeah and I think it's that's why it's really important for me to show the process because I don't I never ever want people to have this like perception of me that oh well she's a self-love coach so it's big and easy for her to sit there and say you've got to put self-love in every day no it's hard for me I have days where my limit beliefs come up I have days where I look in the mirror and that those thoughts about being fat will come up I have days where I procrastinate but actually I made a promise to myself years ago when I was at my lowest with myself where and I was like Lydia you are never coming back to this place and because I made a promise to myself I ensure that you know what that takes priority sometimes over all the other stuff that need doing in my life. And sometimes, depending on how I'm showing up, like when I was going through my process of grief, my self-love was completely different to how it is now. My self-love was waking up in the morning and being like, there was a bag of Doritos next to me. And I was like, freaking sobbing in my nana's dressing gown. And it was a process of turning the telly on, putting a movie on, grabbing the Doritos and sitting in bed all day. And that's what i done. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about me meditating in that moment. It wasn't about me journaling or doing doing anything. It was like, what do I need right now to honor myself? What is self-loving that I need to do right now? You know what? It's just allowing myself to process what I'm going through. And that's fine. And I think it's never easy. And I think a lot of the time people have a misconception that when you get to a certain point and that's it, you're healed on your journey and you know you're fine. That's how our, our life works. I always say to people, once you commit to this journey, you can't get off yeah. unless you choose to shut the blinkers off and just go back or stay in the, the cycles that you're in. But then you're choosing that. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's continu- a continuation. As you grow, self-love will like beautifully embed itself in your life. And as you grow, certain things are going to come to the surface. You know, we evolve as humans. We're multi-layered, women especially, we're multi-layered and we're deep and there's all these different sides and elements to us so yeah it's going to be hard but for me the rewards of doing that way outweigh the hard times yeah it's amazing I'm looking forward to coming on your program so I'll put the link in the it's the divine program isn't it for women and obviously you do coaching as well and um, but I know you've, you're full at the moment but I'll definitely put your link I know you're full Everyone's going to listen to this and say, I need a bit of Lydia McCartney in my life. Would be nice, wouldn't it? You yeah. Say that. You I feel not. like as well, though, like sometimes what I, like what when I talk like this, I don't want people to think, oh, she's a freaking hard ass coach. But then I feel like if you come over to my page and you just, if you just get a vibe from me, you realise that obviously I'm not. Um, but I just think it's just not, it's not good enough for us to just, choose to disempower ourselves in ways and even like even if you are really struggling with certain things it's like it's not okay for you to turn a blind eye to that Mm. and I know sometimes that's easier like I understand that but even like I've just said doing things that 
you need in that moment and understanding why you need those things is enough sometimes yeah um and I think the way that Instagram dresses things up you know I done a live the other week about trauma and it was just like an impromptu live and I come on and I was talking and there was comments on it saying why have you just described my whole life like why have I never had anyone talk to me about trauma like this like some woman come on a girl come on and I was trying to describe how like I view trauma like on Instagram and she was like it's just too it's all too perfect it's in like fancy little Instagram snippets and it's like it looks too clean and too nice and she was like and that's not what it is mm. and I was like no it's not and I think that's an element like if I could sum up that side to me it's about the rawness of the process is what I will shine a light on but then I, if you work with me I'm also like your I am there to hold your hand through that process yeah. so it's quite a nice balance I think yeah and with someone who actually knows that the process works has been through it themselves and is evidence plainly that this is what this is what you can what can happen like you are an inspiration you're not just some American person saying no no offense to Americans but you know like oh my god like you know you're like this is it and I don't think you come across harsh at all I think you just come across as what women need like you say your feminine friends like your feminist friend like hola like you know listen to this this is what this is what we need to listen to more it is it really is and I feel like because there's a big community now of like self-growth and there's like Instagram is such a place with like so many movements and I think actually for a lot of people it's a breath of fresh air and I just I just released a podcast episode I said before I think with one of my clients and she 12 months ago didn't want to be here and she didn't want to do the process of healing but actually she got to that much of a low point her parents interjected and they were like you need to do something she didn't think anything would work and she got halfway through and she was like this is horrendous this is awful and then you know what she pushed past that and we pushed past that together and she come on the podcast episode and spoke about her experience for the first time and she's like my life is just like insane now she's like and not that's what I was saying for nothing's changed yeah yeah now she smiles at the moon and she gets like emotional when she thinks 12 months ago she didn't want to be here because of what happened to her and I think it's really really important for women to understand that that's normal Mm. and that's okay especially if you've you've experienced something so heavy as trauma it's okay for you to have those moments it's okay for you to at times to not want to heal or struggle with your mental health or whatever it is but I think it doesn't help when you don't understand the rawness of of a healing journey and then you don't understand what's possible on the other side of that and I think everything I try and do is to show like you know if you work with me it's going to be very uncomfortable but you come out the other side of that and you are empowered and we do it together yeah you're never going to feel on your own if you work with me um and I just like I thank me lucky stars every day that this is my job because I just can't believe it no like it makes me emotional when I think about it yeah and you're incredible you are incredible and I think Thank like you. and you know I know we've I don't know how long I've been speaking to I could literally talk to you all day but you've just made me think I know like I don't think a lot of people realize that they need to work on their self-love I think one of the issues is that the me personally I've been like unhappy frustrated not actually knowing that the majority of all of that is because of self-worth 
Yeah, and that's often a lot of what that's what happened a lot of a lot with me and my clients. So, like, actually, as an example, this morning, so one of my clients, we she's she had like a turbulent childhood, but she was like, "Yeah, I've spoken to my childhood, like I'm fine with it." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, well, we won't go back to it." And then she was saying little things, and I was like. I'm just like connecting a few dots here and I feel like we need to go back. And she was like, yeah, well, I feel like I peeled it, but we can go back. We've done a full session, full hour. And by the end of it, she went, how on earth have you just pulled that stuff out? She said, because I thought I was healed. And she said, actually, I pinpointed everything that I do now to an experience that seemed relevant. And mm-hmm. she was like, and what you just made me realise is I haven't really healed from my childhood and I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, because that's what often happens. Like, because we're not connected to ourselves, we don't know the areas that we're struggling with. So a lot of people will say, oh, I I want self-love. And I go, what's self-love? Yeah, I've just literally said it to a client before this. She went, I I signed up for self-love coaching with you. So we were doing the intentions. And I said, okay, tell me your intentions. What's self-love to you? She went, I I don't know. She went, it's this. And I said, is that what you're telling me you think it is? because you've heard me say it or you've seen people post about it I said but what's it to you she went I don't know I said well you need to go away and figure it out I said because you're doing self-love coaching I said and you need to know what it is that you want in your life and you need to know what self-love means to you because I can't tell you what it means to me because it means something completely different for me than what it will for you and I think a starting point for a lot of women is actually sitting down and thinking what is self-love for me yeah. How can it show up in my life? Yeah. How can I begin to embody self-love? Yeah. So anyone that's listening needs to journal those questions <laughs> as a start. Yeah, you really so. do. And I think that's the reason, honestly, why the divine is so powerful because like people come into it because you can't really describe the container that you're coming into. And literally they're like, the amount of stuff that's being pulled up is ridiculous. And I'm like, it's because when you're actually paying attention to it, and you're doing things that you need to do, and you're given the tools that will go deeper and tap into your unconsciousness, you realise that there's so much stuff there. And then they're like, yeah, no wonder, like I've been doing these behaviours for so long. And it's like so common for women to feel that way, like so, so, so common. But I think it's really important for them to, like you just said, grab your journal, get it out. Yeah. And see what it is that you're struggling with. Yeah. Um. So... I'm going to like wrap it up because honestly I could go on for ages, but I wanted to kind of ask, um, like, so if someone's listening to this now and they think, I think I probably need to work on my self-love, obviously coming on your program would be an amazing start, but right now, like, what would you say somebody could start to do just as like an introduction or a starter, you know, to work on themselves? I think you really... Yeah, I think you really need to do what I've just said. Like, I think you really need to understand what self-love is for you. And I think one of the best ways you can do that is not by, um, is by going to the uncomfortable parts of yourself. So I always say the true essence of self-love is going to the hard part. And a famous quote that I always say is, you have to learn to dance in the dark to appreciate the light. So if we think about light as self-love, and darkness is our vulnerabilities well then you have to go to those dark places to understand how you can shine the light on them and I think that's that's something that women don't feel comfortable doing because it's not obviously a comfortable process but it can be as simple as just sitting down with your journal thinking 
what are the key experiences that I can think that have shaped my sense of self in a, in a quite a negative way to so like impacted my sense of self-worth or how I feel about my body and then it's thinking how would self-love impact that like what can I do to help that and it's about making small choices every day like like I said before, go back to behaviours that you know that you're doing that are disempowering you. So you, if you know you've got a bad relationship with your body, but every single day you wake up and you say negative things about your body and you restrict your body and all of these things that we do, it's about going, okay, so I need to take control of the situation and I need to try my best to set a boundary with myself. So I'm going to say going forward that I'm if I catch myself saying something negative in the minute, I'm going to challenge that and think of like maybe a gratitude about my body or maybe just intersect that and be like, you know, we made a commitment that we're not going to do that or I made a commitment I'm not going to do that. And it's just starting smaller thinking, you know, like simple, simple things like adding time into each day for yourself or even if it's like once a week to start with, just adding some time for you where you can just sit and think. That's really important. Not time when you're sitting on the sofa scrolling on your phone, or watching a movie time for you where you can just come back into yourself um but I think before you do all that like I said before you understand what it is what self-love is for you self-love is for you I'm gonna do that I need to do what is self-love to me I think I thought I knew what it was and then now that we've done this podcast I'm like "Mm, I think maybe I need to do it again I wrote myself a letter that um oh my god it's so powerful but I wrote myself a letter of what self-love is and it's um I often read it out in like groups and stuff that I do and people are like wow yeah so deep what it is and I yeah and that's like what you guys need to get to it's not good enough to say like make time for myself how just make time for yourself have the intention of self-love and how are you going to do that so you need to get it's like I always say you need to get like a running joke you need to get deeper whatever you so you can truly understand it yeah, I think I heard you read that letter on your podcast. I read that on podcast, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I was like, no yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, it is good. So the last thing I ask everyone, to, anyone that comes onto the podcast, I'll say to them, what would be your power song? Like, have you got a song? And I'll put it on at the end. That's like a confidence song. That's like a, you know, that you put on when you're feeling good. Do you know what? Like, I've got a million of them. Turns out <laughs> but the first one that comes to mind is uh, Katy Perry, Smile. I have not heard I that I just one. love, like, oh, my God, I, love it. I just, like, scream it in my car. Um, but, yeah, music's such a good way to connect to self-love as well and to connect to your sensuality. Yeah, like, you definitely... I absolutely love your videos when you're just, like, bowl of cereal, got your music on, in your underwear. Oh, I love it's it. Months and everything. People think <laughs> I'm crazy, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just so happy. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> I love how you're just yourself on camera. Like, you are just you. You know, we all have our weird little selves that we do in the house when we're on our own, but you're just like, yeah, doing it to the world. Go, you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank for you. On. You have been incredible and people are going to learn a lot. And I'm really sorry in advance, but you're probably going to get a much longer wait list from this episode because <laughs> people are going to definitely want to come and see you. But thank you and so then, much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.